1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Dan Bernstein Lawrence Holmes powerhouse pairing
0: 10 to 2 every day on 670 the score.
3: I said it pretty, pretty vividly, it's like getting your heart ripped out and uh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard, and no, we didn't come in and half to nobody. We were doing backflips like, all right, we got this thing. One, They know better. We all know better. We talked about it. We knew they were going to make a run in the second half. We talked about it. We knew we were going to have to weather a storm in the second half, and uh, so when they started to make a push, we weren't surprised. We just couldn't counter back, and we've always been able to counter back. We just couldn't quite do it in this one.
2: A downtrodden Dan Campbell. And one can understand why he felt that way. It's too bad. He needs to go to the to the, the to the Dagobah system and meet with a mentor and reassess before he returns triumphant in the Monomyth.
4: I don't know if he even needs to. Well, maybe I'm trying to think of who his mentors might be. I mean,
2: he's served under a lot of other head coaches i don't know i don't he doesn't does he come from a tree of note
4: yeah who's his yoda i don't
2: know i don't know let's talk some football with our guy anthony spice adams he can be found on twitter at spice adams former bears and 49ers defensive tackle co-host of inside the bears on fox 32 the co-founder of no plan productions a multi-platform media company and creative studio he's with us on the Circa Sports Illinois hotline and twitch.tv slash Chicago 670. The score. Spice, how you been?
3: What's going on, man? I'm doing all right. How about y'all?
2: We're doing great, man. Thank you so much
4: for joining us. We appreciate it, especially you jumping out on Twitch, too, which is a lot of fun on this. Oh, setup. that's
3: where we are? We're on Twitch right now?
4: Okay. Yeah, man. That's how we do's it here so so what what was it like for you emotionally yesterday as someone who was drafted by the 49ers and still does stuff occasionally with the 49ers and someone who reps Detroit as hard as you rep Detroit
3: yeah you know what I was happy for the city uh the Lions they they brought the whole city out it was it was great to see me and my wife was just talking about it it was like man the refs took the game from them the other day you know And, you know, now this happened, whatever, whatever. But, um, you know, of course the 49ers drafted me. So I feel like I'm forever in debt to the 49ers. And uh, everybody always wanted to know, hey man, are the Niners gonna win? Detroit gonna win, man. You know, this is your hometown, whatever. I'm like, I gotta go with my Niners, man. You know, the Lions had a chance to get me and they didn't. But I I didn't want to be fake about it, man. I haven't cheered for the Lions. I took my heart and emotions out of it when I was a kid, man. I was smart enough to say, hey, man, look, I know the Lions are not going to win. So what I did was I just became a fan of individuals. I became a fan of Herman Moore, Curran Waldrop, Luther Ellis, Barry Sanders, of course. So I became a huge Barry Sanders fan because I knew Barry was going to get off. Barry was going to do his thing, but ultimately I knew the Lions was going to lose. So everybody been mad at me the whole time. I'm like, do y'all realize it's it's at the end of the day, it's it's a game. It's, it's still a game. Like, I know it's a lot riding on it, and I love the city just as much as anybody else does. But I'm not going to root for the Lions because I know what's going to end up happening.
2: That's kind I mean, of sad, Spice, in a way that the whole idea – I mean, it's 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 very mature and precocious – for a, for a young man who is an athlete to make that conscious decision. It's one thing yeah. later in life to say that. It's another thing as a young person, say, here's all of my, my friends at school running around this, this, and living and dying with outcomes, and you choosing not to.
3: Yeah, but I had the Pistons. I, so, you know, I was a huge basketball fan. So, you know, football never really affected me until I started playing it myself. And uh, cause I wasn't playing and we we played basketball in my neighborhood, so I was a huge Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, John Sally, Dennis Rodman, you know, Vinnie Johnson, Buddha Edwards. Like that was, that's who I turned the TV on for. Like I could, I taped all the games on my VHS tape. Like I was, I was into it, man. I knew it like, I, I had cards, like basketball cards. Like I do. Uh, what's my name, Tom Chambers from Phoenix Suns. Like I had all kinds, I had Dan Marley. I had all, I knew everybody in the NBA. But then once I started playing football, it kinda, you know, I started taking a liking towards that. And uh, I never really was a, a big football fan growing up. I mean, as you can see, I had to root for the Lions. Like I knew they were gonna lose. So I was just like, man, this is this is too much. It's did, too much.
4: Did you get any grief because you got a, a big contingent of people in your circle that are from Detroit? Did you get any grief for that?
3: Of course. Of course. Oh, you're going to get up against your city, man. How can you do that? that, that, that. Say, so, man, the, Detroit had a chance to draft me. They didn't. As a matter of fact, before I signed with the Bears, I was supposed to sign with the Lions. But some crazy storm happened while I was in Phoenix. And it shut down my flight from Phoenix to Detroit and the Bears ended up sneaking in and and grabbing me. So they had a chance to get me and they didn't. They had a chance to draft me and they didn't. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. I'm just I'm just living my truth.
4: Are you are you going to be
3: at the Super Bowl this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go Niners, baby.
4: (laughs) So you got you got to pull the jackets out the closet and everything else.
3: Oh, nah, they they right here. I don't have to pull them out anywhere. They, they ain't in no closet. They're sitting right here next to me. Well, I see the hat. Like, I can
4: see yeah. that you got the hat on right now. Oh, yeah, man. I'll be
3: ripping. I be right. That's that's who drafted me, man. That uh, It means something to me, man. Like, uh, maybe it don't mean, it, mean anything to anybody else, man. But it means something to me, man. You took a city boy from Detroit. And you say, hey, I want you to be a part of my team, man. I played there four years, met some great people, man. Brian Young was in the Hall of Fame, who's from Chicago. He's he's a Chicago Bear fan. He grew up being a Chicago Bear fan. but so if Chicago George Bears, Kittle.
2: George Kittle's a huge Chicago Bear fan.
3: That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you got to be able to navigate through this thing called life and tell people, look, this is the deal. And people have to respect how you feel about it. Oh, how can you do that? Like this. This is how I can do it. Wait, what, what are you gonna do? This is my life, man. You, you're not gonna change how I feel about the 49ers, dude. You just you can't. I'm glad that you feel that way, quite
4: honestly. Yeah. Like I, I think it's good. So so let me ask So you- look,
3: if the, if the Niners played the Bears, right? I'd be I'd be torn. I'd be really torn. But I had to go to Bears. Because the Bears are where you spent the
4: most time and they're the ones who wanted you as a free agent and, and, and it's where you've
2: built your life and all that they're stuff. They're also yes. still putting a couple beans on your table, too.
3: Hey, at, uh, like I say, I got to live my truth, man. I, I I honestly couldn't lose. If the Bears played the 49ers, I could not lose. I, w- I would be happy either way it went. So, you Spice, know, when, when, do you,
4: when do you think that might be possible for the Bears to play the 49ers in a game that's important?
1: Don't do this.
4: I'm just asking because <laughs> all of Chicago is trying to find out like, are they gonna be good soon? Cause there's moments where you go, man, they're close to being good. And there's that's nothing- that's been the case since I've been playing here. Yeah, that's true. You were
3: on some good teams, though. I know, man. Gosh, man. I I what's so funny, man, and it's not funny, but I looked myself in the mirror the night before the NFC Championship game. I was like, don't be that guy to say oh i wish i would have did this i could have did this i was one game away from the super bowl and here i am <laughs> i was one game away from the Super bowl. <laughs> and i got to argue with Ryan Clark cuz you know green bay beat pittsburgh for the super bowl and i was like man we would have beat the brakes off of y'all the brakes like, no, no, y'all wouldn't. I was like, yes, we would have. Y'all had a good defense. It was you, um, Troy Polamalu. Y'all had some. Y'all had some dogs. Brian man. McFadden Harrison.
4: wasn't he on that team too? I James
3: think. Harrison, Ferrier, Larry Foote. They were stacked. They had maybe Casey Hampton was up there. I, I, I can't remember, uh, but they were they were stacked, man. We we beat the brakes off them. Of. Spice. I know that
4: you and I have had this conversation before, but considering like how famous you've become, are you still running into people who will see you over the next couple of weeks in 49ers gear and in a 49ers hat and not realize that you play for the 49ers?
3: All the time. All the time, man. And they think like I'm getting really good with Photoshop when I put like action photos up. It'd be me sacking Donovan McNabb or something like that and they would be like, "Dude, you getting really good with Adobe. <laughs> your Photoshop skills are crazy. They just can't put two and two together, man. Like I actually play. And I saw your comment you put. You was like, finally, you finally showed people that you could really go. Like you finally, like I did that uh that skit with uh to hear more about teaching them how to play football. And I like, I didn't tell them I was gonna do it. I got on my stance and I just teed off on him. And I was just like, yeah, this is this it's, is what we do. Th- this so, is what we doing warm-up.
4: So look, I'm very it's frustrating for me because you know, like I covered Spice and his job is like the hardest job on the football field. So people see Spice like smiling and stuff on yeah. like that's not what his job was. His oh, job was was, was yeah, to be the 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 grimy. Yes. And so they did it like a drill. Like a, there's a comedian that did a drill, and he didn't—he oh, yeah. didn't realize that Spice used to be that guy. Yeah. And it's always funny to me whenever you ask football players. We're, oh, ha, 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 let's play around. You know, ha, ha, ha. Oh, and Lawrence, then you get knocked into you,
2: Friday. You know all of the Doug Buffon stories? Yes. All of them. <laughs> the famous Rich Ackerman story where at the old building and he got in a stance. That's what happened in this video. He got in a stance yeah. and, 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 and in front of Doug and like the switch <laughs> flipped and he that's, put that's he knocked this right guy there. 30 feet back off a concrete wall.
3: Yeah, like man. you don't get in
2: a stance in front of him like that because it's like it's like what they say how do you behave around an actual bear there are certain <laughs> things you do and certain things you don't do that trigger ancient behaviors
4: spice when you, know, you, you kick your, le- I, you kicked I, your I leg up in the video this. I knew it for I was like this dude is about to get the business because when you kicked your leg up and got into like the real stance is like yeah you got to get in that dead. sweet spot
3: yep to get in that sweet spot man. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, man. I hate to say this, man, but sometimes I I wanted to the Bears to lose just so I could hear Doug the phone go off, man. It was it was it was poet, it was poetry, man. Yes, man. Because you talk about you
2: know fandom and all that, and 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 that that's real because it wasn't fake. Like you yeah. say, you got to live your truth. Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
3: Yeah, people think like. Also, people think I can't be a fan of the Bears and the 49ers. Like, where is it that say I can't be a fan of two teams? Like, where's the blue book in that? Like, I can do whatever I want to do, number one. Number two, what you going to do about it? That's right. <laughs> what you going to do about it, man? I could be a fan of 32 teams if I wanted to.
2: Yeah, the gatekeeping nice. of fandom is is a hobby that some people have about what's okay and what's not and whether it's you know cubs or socks or the that that kind of tribalism and you're going to be happy anybody's going to be happier if they're engaging with any level of sports on their own terms however it makes them happy
3: yeah and then like if you're not a fan of it then if you're not a fan of that team then don't watch the game you're gonna watch the game ain't you absolutely well, shut up shut up what <laughs> if
2: it were for taylor swift I'm not watching a game because Taylor Swift is (laughs) Oh, you're gonna watch it. No, she's taking away all of my precious manly juices. They disappear and evaporate when they show her on the screen and I become less of a man.
3: Yep. This is what we gotta deal with, man. 2024. (laughs) That's exactly what we gotta deal with.
4: Spice, what do you think is like, if you were thinking of of the keys to victory for the Niners against Patrick Mahomes, what do you think they are?
3: Defense got to play lights out. Defense got, <laughs> they got to go win that game, man. They got to go get in his face. They got to knock the ball out. Same thing they did with uh, Lamar. That's the same. That's man. They got to get after him, man. Um, and uh, the, the D line got to take over. Period. They gotta. They gotta make. And you got to do it with a four man rush. Got to get home, man. Yeah. So if if it was us, we in that cover two, I'm looking at Tommy Harris, and I'm like. Hey, if you – listen, we got to be on our P's and Q's out here, man. We can't nobody – I know you're going to make mistakes, but if you're going to make a mistake, make it full speed. And
2: even when somebody did that to Mahomes in a Super Bowl, and even when they they beat him in a Super Bowl, that guy showed you – it was one of the most remarkable performances, quarterbacking performances I've ever seen in my life. And when you saw the opponents that were just they, – they were wowed at these impossible throws that he was making – that could happen again. You know, you could yeah. even if if you put him in a position where he's got to dig down and use every last bit of whatever superpower he's got, he'll he'll meet you at that. He'll 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 meet you with that occasion whatever the outcome is.
3: Man, he's he's awesome to watch, man. Just like, you know, all the the, the high profile or elite quarterbacks that you saw, you saw uh Brady, you saw uh Manning, both of the Manning brothers, but if if you get to him and you knock the ball out, is they, what can they do what can they do if you go into a game and say we got to rush and cover the rush got to be just as important as it is on the back end the back end got to be just as important as it is for the rush up front got to stop the run number one number two you got to earn the right to rush the passer and when you do rush the passer get the ball out so that's that's what our our mentality was of course as you can see and then when you get the ball score like we really made an emphasis on when we get the ball, go and get somebody to block everybody. Like, if not, then we're going to put the red dot on you and say, man, what type of effort is this? And we was going to do that internally. Like the, the coaches, they did have to talk to us about it. I mean, they did because that's their job, but you know, we took it upon ourselves to, you know, be hard on yourself, man. Like run those extra sprints if you need to, whatever. Like, you know, but um uh, we we played smart ball and I I don't like to always say like oh we was the end all be all when it came to but I mean we had some dog hooks man. We had a lot of Hall of Famers on our defense, man. So, you know, um I think if that defense get to him, man, it can change the complexity of the ball game for sure.
4: What do you think is someone who played with Charles that his name is mentioned every week in the <laughs> in the NFL? That the peanut punch is now so synonymous with him and the the teams that you played on—that's wild to 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 know that something that that one of your guys did is now mm-hmm. still here years after he's retired.
3: That that goes to show you, man, how important he was, man. Like Peanut Tillman was really one of the ones who made me run to the ball. Because I knew if I saw 33 anywhere near a wide receiver or anywhere near somebody going to make a tackle, there's a possibility that the ball is going to get out. And it it paid off for me uh, against the Eagles. I saw, uh, I think it was a Deshaun Jackson caught a slant or something like that. Peanut let him catch Knocked it right out. I went, scooped it up. I didn't get a block from Alex Brown, but we're not gonna talk about
2: that <laughs> i hope you weren't expecting we Yeah,
3: we, we had the red dot alex like come on man alex going for the ball instead of the block I, I got the ball brother okay just get the block maybe i'll pitch it to you if you get the actual block but but um yeah man peanut tillman dude is he? he's awesome and then you got that like i was saying you know you got to get to the quarterback and rush and cover and all that other type of stuff but you get a guy like Peanut, man, he's thinking about it. Like I saw this guy, he used to wrap like jail things around his knuckles, both knuckles, cause he knew he'd be punching the ball a lot. He used to wear these contacts that were like red on the outside or something like that from the glare he was getting. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, whatever you doing, keep doing it. Cause <laughs> I'm running to the ball every time I see you, ain't no question about it.
2: You talk about a legacy, Spice, that I don't know if it's happening yet, Because we're probably not far enough removed from it. But I guarantee you there will come a time soon when kids on a playground will use the term peanut punch and have no idea why it's called peanut punch. Like even if even if and when he makes the Hall of Fame like that kind of thing, that's because of how ubiquitous the term has become. That that's going to become one of these generic football terms that, that we're gonna to have to t- teach our grandkids you know why they call that a peanut punch young man because mm. there was a guy named Peanut Tillman who popularized it because that's to hear it still used it's on the tip of everybody's tongue every time it happens still
3: yeah that's it's like that when I you know tell my kids hey at least you don't have dial-up and I' laugh and they're <laughs> like what? <laughs> what's dial-up I'm like, oh, man, y'all don't understand, man. Y'all could just look on your phone and just whatever question you have, you could basically just say it to your phone. You could ask Siri or you can just type it into Google or whatever. And they'll come with that. I said, look, if I had an idea on Sunday, I had to wait till Monday. During normal business hours to go to library <laughs> and research it. I had to go to the library from nine to five. If I had an idea at 6 p.m., I had to wait till the next business day to research it. Like, you got everything you need right at your fingertips immediately. Like, you don't have to wait. Like, you just get it now. So i will be telling this stuff to my son. I, th- I was like, look, man, I wasn't born at, f- like, I wasn't 43 when I was born. Like, <laughs> I've been... <laughs> I've been, I've been sixteen years old before I went through this or whatever. They think you don't go through anything. Like, you 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 didn't have Twitter, you didn't have Snapchat and all that. It's like, dude, relax. But I've also been through life. I've also been sixteen before. So you know, you try to give them advice, but they think they know everything.
4: Well, Lil, Lil Spice is doing his thing now. What's it like being a football dad?
3: Oh man, it's dope, man. You know, I get a chance to. You know, pour into him and to to be there for him because I, I didn't have that growing up. It was just me and my mom, so um, you know I get a chance to see him mature and mature as as a, as a as a young man, but also mature and playing football or playing sports, you know. And I just see his his attitude shifting. I see him learning things. I see him trying new things, and I allow him to have his freedom because he's not me. You know, I I played nose guard, and so he's playing all across the defensive line. He played fullback and tight end, like all kind of stuff. So he's out there having fun, man. And it's uh, it's it's great to see, man. And it's very therapeutic for me because I never had that growing up.
4: Well, spice this was fantastic, man. It's always great to connect with you and continued success. Like every every time I see you, you're just out here doing something great.
3: I'm trying, man. I'm I'm living the dream, man. I'm living the dream. You know you my guy, man. You hit me up anytime, man. Text, all that, man. You know, if I don't answer, I'm, I'm going to call you right back.
4: Yeah, you're really good about that. So it's appreciated. And now we're going to get Alex on asking why he didn't block for you that one time.
3: Oh, uh, you know, it's been several times. Anytime a ball <laughs> is involved and it's either me and Alex around, he's going for the ball instead of going for the block. It, it happened in Green Bay. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers was going for a pass. And he threw it, but it it ended up being like a, uh, I think Hunter Hillemeyer like hit his arm and he caught the pass that he was trying to throw. And then he tried to throw it again. And then that's when I intercepted it. But it's, it's gonna go down as a fumble recovery.
2: But Alex didn't block. But Alex
3: didn't get the block on that play.
2: Right, we're marking the tape for all this stuff because you're going to hear this again on these airwaves. I can promise you. Please,
3: that. please let him know. Let him <laughs> know about himself.
4: We will. Spice, stay well. Tell the family I said hello.
3: I will. AC said hi. That's my. Tell her I said no. Sotros. <laughs> hey, Lauren said no. Sotros. AC. <laughs> Thanks, She's
2: Spice. Alive. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right. That's Spice Adams, such a good dude. Former Bear, former Niner. What do we got next? I don't know. We're way late. Yeah, we're crazy late. Back after this in the score.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.